I am so glad you're here at the Generation Cedar podcast. I'm Kelly Crawford, wife and mom to 11. Yes, I birthed 11 kids. You have come to the right place if you crave to live and parent with purpose and need encouragement and inspiration to do your most important job, raising kids for the kingdom. Check in every Monday and Friday for your short, powerful shot in the arm or subscribe for the deeper, meatier episodes every Wednesday. Let's dive into today's episode. Today's podcast is a hot topic. It's entitled, The Link Between Birth Control and Abortion. Is the church really pro-life? We must take responsibility for our part in the culture of death in which we now live, or be hypocrites, as we ponder the atrocity that is planned parenthood. We didn't just wake up in a place where killing babies was an option better than having them. When birth control became generally accepted, it became expected. We essentially said we wanted to not have babies when we didn't want babies, but we still want to take part in the act of how they're made. And with us being all in control now, and quote, unplanned pregnancy became a tragedy. Worse, we projected that expectation onto everyone else. Don't have babies too soon after marriage. It will hinder you. Don't have babies too close together. They'll inconvenience you. Don't have too many babies. They will cost you. And by our narrow allowance, babies, people, immortal human life simultaneously became devalued. When the stigma is strong enough and the criticism loud enough and the value of one's own comfort exceeds the value of a new life, abortion is the second and obvious line of birth control. We can do our part as Christians, esteeming and valuing every life by echoing God's word instead of the culture's voice. Now, people get really squirmy when the topic of birth control comes up, and I can attest, having studied it and written on it for years, there are few hotter-button topics. I have been asked to leave the subject alone, reminded that it's an issue solely between husband and wife and God, and it is. But the ripple effect goes far beyond that, and it's that effect that I'm concerned about among Christians, which is why I keep tackling the topic. Some will beg for the lives of the innocent at their local abortion mill, and some beg with words, agonizing during the night, rushing to find a keyboard. I have believed and will continue to unless I'm convinced otherwise that there is a short walk between the birth control mindset and abortion. Hear what I said, the birth control mindset. This is a very important distinction. I am not saying, nor have I ever said, it's a sin to prevent or space children upon careful prayer and discernment within the proper understanding of life. It's not a discussion about specific circumstances or sick moms or hard pregnancies. The birth control mindset is one that treats new life too lightly, fails to give proper authority to the creator, 
assumes absolute control over fertility and consequently establishes, either consciously or not, that the idea of normal family size is two or three children. The birth control mindset inadvertently becomes hostile to the practice of foregoing birth control, and herein lies a great problem. To the church, I say we cannot be staunch pro-life advocates only where abortion is concerned. It's hypocritical to fight for the life of the unborn, but insult the life of the born and the mother who gave him life, where we deem his birth order to be too high. That is as good as saying you should have aborted those last three. And you might say, no, 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 she should have prevented the last three which could be said to every mother walking into an abortion clinic. But see, her birth control simply failed. Yet we still clamor for that child's life and rejoice to see it spared. And we should, just as we should celebrate every life, especially the life of a believer, receiving into his family the very heritage of the Lord. Here are my reasons for believing there's a strong connection between birth control and abortion. The contraceptive mentality fosters the notion of unwanted children. Professor Janet Smith wrote this in an article titled The Connection Between Contraception and Abortion. She wrote, The connection between contraception and abortion is primarily this. Contraception facilitates the kind of relationships and even the kind of attitudes and moral character that are likely to lead to abortion. The contraceptive mentality treats sexual intercourse as though it had little connection with babies. It thinks of babies as an accident of intercourse, as an unwelcome intrusion into a sexual relationship, as a burden. The sexual revolution has no fondness nor room for the connection between sexual intercourse and babies. Abortion is simply the backup method for failed contraception. This came from Planned Parenthood versus Casey court hearing. The recent Supreme Court decision that confirmed Roe v. Wade stated, in some critical respects, abortion is of the same character as the decision to use contraception. For two decades of economic and social developments, people have organized intimate relationships and made choices that define their views of themselves and their places in society in reliance on the availability of abortion in the event that contraception should fail. Judith Berry, coordinator of Doctors for a Woman's Choice on Abortion said, there is overwhelming evidence that the provision of contraception leads to an increase in the abortion rate. Birth control increases the number of abortions. That's the opposite of what Planned Parenthood tells you, but that's not what the evidence suggests. Artificial birth control can also cause abortions. Dr. Walter Laramore, who for decades prescribed the pill, tried to disprove the claim that the pill is abortifacient, only to find 94 scientific studies proving that post-fertilization effects are operative to prevent clinically recognized pregnancy. He published his findings in the Scientific Journal of the American Medical Association and from then on stopped prescribing the pill. 
Here's why it matters so much. Christians must think carefully and discern wisely about reproduction and fertility. To simply adopt the culture's practices of such an important world-changing activity without due attention to God's directives is not only unwise, but potentially destructive. Where God said, be fruitful and multiply, what I have created is good, it is I who have made you, I knew you before you were formed in the womb, I want to give you a heritage, a gift. Your children will help you fight the enemy. The fruitfulness of your marriage is to reflect the church. And I desire godly children from your union. That's from Malachi 2.15. That's what God says. Contrast that with what the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, said. The marriage bed is the most degenerating influence in the social order. The most merciful thing that a large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. Women of the working class should not have more than two children at most. A baby is a baby when the mother says it is. I never wavered for a moment in the belief that I was carrying a human life inside of me. I believe that's what a fetus is, a human life, and that doesn't make me one iota less solidly pro-choice. A fetus can be a human life without having the same rights as the woman in whose body it resides. She's the boss. Her life and what is right for her circumstances and her health should automatically trump the rights of the non-autonomous entity, referring to the child, inside of her. Before we can hope to see abortion eradicated and life embraced as sacred, sacred enough to protect, preserve, and defend at all costs, All life must become so. If the birth control mindset causes us to measure the value of a child's life by the number of children born before him, we do not share the mind of God and deserve the consequences of sharing the mind of a culture who defends death. We cannot mock what God has created and called good while simultaneously claiming to be pro-life. As long as we do, we needn't wonder why abortion is such a vile blight on our society. Thanks so much for listening today. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me through my blog at generationcedar.com or catch me on Facebook or Instagram. Tell me what has helped you. Tell me what you'd like to hear or just tell me your story. Until next time.